Welcome to What Do You Like? And it's an actual return of the Metal Project with Maria. Hi. And... <laughs> Annabelle. Yeah. The last time we actually saw each other in person, you didn't have a master's degree. Oh, yeah. You're right. That's what you've been doing. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone give him a round of applause. <laughs> it was well earned. I'm and... technically master unable now. Yeah. Yes. Master right. in science, which means... It's one step closer to evil scientists. <laughs> so, you know, or corporate overlord. I don't know. Unsigned's fail me one more time. I'm just going to go do those. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like it's easier at this point. <laughs> so, besides that, we wanted to talk about the band Dark Sarah, which is a symphonic or cinematic metal band from Finland obviously because that's where they all come from <laughs> that in germany <laughs> was Ger- i thought germany was more industrial but maybe i'm just they've got a mix it's either hardcore folk okay or industrial and you know it's only one industrial it's just Ramstein. it's just yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure they started the whole concept of industrial metal and all the everybody else was like, like yes we're, well well they're like well, we did it. We got it. There's the example from Germany. We don't need to do it. We don't need any other examples. It's not worth it. They'll just be called Rammstein copycats. It's like Dark Souls in every Souls-like. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so Dark Sarah is from Finland, and it is founded by Heidi Parvain. Vainen. <laughs> Heidi Parvainen. I'm trying my best. I'm sorry. Uh, she is formerly of the band Amberian Dawn, which, just based on a quick perusal, they are similarly in the vein of like symphonic, power metal, and I feel like they're kind of well regarded. They've been around since 2006. And she was with them from like 2006 to 2012. So she had this idea where first song is. A woman is left at the altar by her fiancé and then becomes evil. I would not have guessed the altar part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it can change. It's either she's left for her fiancé, she le- she, her fiancé leaves her in some capacity. Yeah. And she becomes Dark Sarah. Oh my gosh, she said the name. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and, it's, and it's Sarah's journey and potential murder spree if the Christmas story is to be believed. See, I felt like the Christmas story is... I prefer to think of it canon because she, like, (laughs) kills eight people and it ends with, Sarah's going to jail. Not really. I killed them too. (laughs) I like that story better. (laughs) It also goes into the whole, like, um, she's kind of an anti-hero. She's not necessarily, like, the all-loving hero. She's a complicated... Potentially psychopathic person. She's fighting some monsters, and that includes her. Yeah, but it is all of these albums is the story of Sarah, and then eventually Sarah's reincarnation because she dies like three times. Is she really? Yeah. <laughs> Did she die in the first one? Yes. Okay, that that would explain that. Yeah, yeah. So, but I wanted to play a game because you've listened up to the third album. Yes. Of try to figure, and you did not look up, and don't look at my notes. Oh, I'm not looking at them. Don't look at my notes of <laughs> what the story is, purely based on the on what you've listened to. That's gonna be rough. Yes. So I'm, but I am curious because I cheated and I looked them up. <laughs> so please 
What is Behind the Black Veil about? That's the first album. (laughs) All right. It's weird because halfway through the album, I thought I knew what was happening. And then one song mentions the poison apple again. And I was like, wait, are these actually in order? And then it just kind of spun off. So I'm just going to do my best rendition of this. But it starts off with, you know, Sarah. She's very clearly hurt over her fiance slash partner slash whatever was happening. And she burns him. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of got the she killed them part. Then she grows a little symbol in her eye, which I was like, cool. This is a video, by the way. Their videos are cool. Their videos are fun. (laughs) But then she goes and goes on for like two songs about how sad she was over him betraying her in some sort of way because I wasn't sure how he he or she did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never, I don't think they expressly no, say what gender, uh, or no, they, they well, say... They, they burn the dude. They do say it's a him. It's, I think it's him, and I do think she mentioned, she does use the pronouns him. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I do, I think, again, Christmas song, I'm she's, to, she mentions him. I'm trying to think, because a lot of the songs are directed at the person, and yeah. then a lot of the songs are directed at herself, and then a lot of, of the other songs are directed to her other self. Yeah. But anyways, it's weird because I'm trying to gather my th- thoughts here. But um, So she kills him. She explains why she killed him because she was sad. And at this point, I was like, okay, I know what's happening. And then we get to the other two songs in the middle. Uh, it's before Silver Tree. I mm-hmm. kind of forget uh, their name because I'm terrible with names. I got it right here. So Thank you. for Silver Tree is Hunting the Dreamer and Fortress. Yes. Wait, is it before Fortress maybe? Violent Violent Roses. Roses. Oh, and the Evil yes. Roots were the one that confused me. You're right, because Violent Roses is when someone destroys her garden, so she decides yes. that she's going to kill them again. Yes. So I'm not sure if it was her fiance that did that or, or someone else. Or someone else. But the point like going again to my completely rational belief that she is a serial killer yeah because at at this point okay she's killed her fiance she went on her like uh emo face and then (laughs) and then uh by the time you're in evil roots uh, somehow she ended up making a pact with some god or entity that uh was it the queen of death I think that's uh, how what she says in the lyrics. I am not a thousand percent sure, but I've got the main bullet points. Yeah, so you you're, you're covering it way more in detail than so. <laughs> she talks to the Queen of Death, and there's uh, some part along the uh, for the garden is destroyed, where you know, she goes down to the tree and she's rooted by uh, her magic. But then they get to the to the garden part, and it's like my garden was nice. Now my garden's only death. And she mentions a poisoned apple, which is one of the first songs in the album. So at that point, I'm like, are the first song in the albums after this? Or are they supposed to be in chronological order? I think that in this term, she was like, oh, right, I did do this. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, because then it goes even crazier because there's a few songs where she now realizes that the actual, like, normal Sarah that's not a, a serial killer... (laughs) is locked up inside herself and the person that's outside is what she calls dark sarah which is the one that's kind of like mad and killing people and then we go towards like the end of the album where 
I couldn't decide if she revived the dude and then killed him again <laughs> because of the video. <laughs> or if she just grabbed another random person and strapped them to a cross and burned them. <laughs> so, again, I don't have it as an... In- in deep detail. That was a very good report, by the way. A plus. Thank you. Um, uh, I can add a little bit towards more of the end. Because then after that, she has like a fight with Dark Sarah again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess she kind of wins that fight. And then she kind of just wanders around pointlessly. And then sings to the moon. And then the next thing you know, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then she reincarnates in water and ends up in an island. But that's the other. That's uh, That would be <laughs> the next album. So... Yeah, you like you hit like the main points. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of I am sad that I killed this person, but really no, not really. I'm more sad that the fact that I wasted my life with them. Yep. One of the things that's like you kind of touched on, but I think it got confused in like the song order mm-hmm. is that she finds a tree that yes. her and her fiance were connected to. Because it's a magic tree, and they carved their names into it. That's what it's speaking about. So that means that they can never truly be separated. So she's try. That's her main goal. Is she's trying to separate her, cut this cord, the link, the link, and then go back home. So um, she ends up killing the tree, which also turns out to be the woman that her fiancé left her for, which I don't Whoa. understand how what? that happened. <laughs> I'm very confused about a tree seduced a man, but, you know, it's fine. I, I, Honestly, I have I've, nice roots. Uh, I've seen the animated uh, animated adaptation of The Last Unicorn. There's a, there's a voluptuous tree in it. Okay. Let's let's just say it tries to seduce a wizard. It's a kids movie. Oh no! Well, yeah, I mean, weirder things have happened. No, no that tends to be kids movies. Yeah, it does. Right? But I'm assuming that it just turned into a woman, and it was like, "You should leave her for me." And the fiance is a sack of shit. It was like, "Okie dokie," and rustled her leaves. <laughs> the fiance was just like, "Ah, yes, I like that." His his turn on his leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you ruined her garden. <laughs> he, he was just rolling around in it. <laughs> Fuck these stupid roses. Tree is better. <laughs> so, uh, so she ends up killing the tree, thus severing the connection, and then she also dies. Oh. So you got the last part right. So the thing is, is she she kills the tree. The fiance's dead. She's dead. The tree's dead. Everybody's dead. Everyone is. Everyone in her hometown is dead. I think. The moon sings to her, and the moon has a pretty voice. Yes, I think that's uh, Manuela. No, Manuela is. So I think the when they first introduced because Inca's that, a different. No, yeah, Manuel is different. When when they uh first introduced Dark Sarah as a character, Manuela is in that song. Mm-hmm. And then I think yeah, the other person, uh, which I forgot the name again. I am so sorry. Inga. Yes. Uh, they play the moon in that album. Evil Roots, yeah. Uh, featuring Inga Scharf, who is another musician. Wait, no, no, no. Uh, it's in uh, Your Light. Oh, right. That's Tony. Tony yeah. Kako. Who is also a... Apparently, from what I read, very renowned Finnish musician. Which goes into the other thing that is just like a f- nice point about Dark Sarah, and I'll touch on it a little more, is their guest vocalists mm. are always really great. Yes. So, okay. Which we, is surprising. Uh, well, yeah. 
I surprising think... to me that they don't miss. Yes. Like, I don't think it's that difficult for them to ask. Like, they just go, hey, will you be in this with me? And they're like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds great. <laughs> oh, it's my time on the Rota to become <laughs> guest vocalist in Dark Sarah. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody's a little bit of a D&D nerd, and this is D&D the band, so... That's true. High fantasy the band. Yeah. Um, Especially towards the second album and third one. Yeah. Next album's The Puzzle. And you touched on it a little bit. She's in water. Yes. That one I touched on a little bit, but I did not uh, read all the lyrics. So if you guys who listen haven't learned anything about me, I am absolutely horrible listening to the lyrics because I I only listen to the instrumental half the time. I mean, you're also, (laughs) it's your second language. Yes. (laughs) So English doesn't translate in my brain immediately. Yeah. Most of the time. It's always sung English for some reason, like... Spoken English is easy. That makes sense to Um, me. Yeah, so she dies. Then she's alive again. And what is a very cool intro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Islands of the Mist. It's a very good song. Oh, yeah. Uh, The puzzles is all, like, breathe rolling into Island of the Mist, of, mm -hmm. uh, in the mist. Really great intro. Yes. Uh, It's interesting because her intro for the third album as well is also really good. Mm -hmm. Like, they're really good at making intros. Yes. It's also uh, something that I wanted to touch on a little bit where the first album is great. It's It's a really good concept album. The second album is just, like, monumentally better for no reason. I think it's because, again, because a lot of this was crowdfunding... They had, to their name at the time, like, Heidi Hmm. and the other musicians who probably had, like, I'm, I don't know, like, their credits too much, but if you have, like, a former singer of Amberian Dawn going, I want to make an album, will you give me money? If you're a fan of Amberian Dawn and of her, (laughs) you will probably get, and she gives you, like, a demo. She's like, this is my idea. You're going to get it, but it's not going to be quite so, like, Yes! Yeah. You know, like, they'll reach their goal, but it's not as high of a goal as probably other albums were. And so this was an experimental idea. They weren't really sure. Like, they had a story, but they weren't really sure what was going to happen. Like It's a little bit like, uh, it's completely unrelated to music, but like Binding of Isaac, where mm. at the start, it was a cool game. Yeah. Now it has so much more. Yeah, uh, so you you take that, and so now you have, okay, now we know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning, it was literally just like, the start is, Sarah's left at the altar. She's go- she's going she to kill her killed, fiancé. She killed a tree. <laughs> and now she kills a tree. <laughs> so this is like the, the continuation where it's like, we have an idea, we're rolling into it. And yeah. it's also like the creation of the probably most well-known song. Yes. And so... I'm trying to guess at the story here. It's not going to be as detailed as the other one. No, you were really intense about that. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well, because I got to read the lyrics for that one. And then, uh, yeah, it was so much. I, I didn't realize how much story there was into them. There is so much lore. <laughs> it is an insane uh, amount of lore. Like, at some point, I was like, wow, these albums are like 40 minutes long. There's 40 minutes of story in each of them. Yeah. But she revives... She ends up in an island. In the island, she... I know there's a song talking about finding a portal. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I'm not quite sure where that led, but next thing I know, she's dancing with a dragon. Yep. <laughs> and so, like I said, not in depth at all. Um, if I were to take a guess, I'm going to go and guess that the dragon is the bad guy now. Okay, so Dance with the Dragon is a interesting song, and, like, I've, you know, I've seen the music video. It's a great music video yeah, again. it's awesome. It's also the introduction sort of the beginning of the partnership between the band and uh gonna have a tough time pronouncing this jp lepaluato i think that's how you say his name i don't Whoa. know how to pronounce umlauts lepaluato lepaluato maybe i mean I, I, yeah i don't i learned how to speak spanish barely i can barely that's speak that's not even spanish i think i know but that's like my background <laughs> yeah. in like trying to i always put like of like that kind of translation i don't know how to speak like any scandinavian language i'm kind of curious what those mean because i okay i, got, I have no i've seen them but anyways anyway so that's oh. his uh that this is his introduction at introduction as the character the dragon he has a great voice oh he's got such a great voice and very blue eyes <laughs> um. I will say that similarly to the theme where I was touching on where like the music got so much better, their videos also got so much better. Like no more community theater. That's yeah. like the first thing I thought was like, oh, this is this is kind of like you see a play in like this in the paper in like the local paper, and yeah, it's just it's like, like, oh yeah, cool. sure, and everyone's just kind of like, kind of, the costumes are just kind of <laughs> if like you're like. I've I was thinking of, like, old uh, punk bands where, like, they just had a video destroying mm-hmm. things with, like, a very, very bad camera. Oh, my God. Have you ever <laughs> seen any of the old Judas Priest videos? No. That's literally, like, really? uh, what was it? It's, uh, it's not another thing coming. I think it was, maybe. And it's literally just a camera, and they're looking down on it, and Rob Halford keeps looking in a rent in this direction. Like, he just keeps looking into a rant the same random direction I'm like what are you looking at why are you doing, why are you doing that I don't, what is this <laughs> well like uh i guess in a similar tone like you know the video where she kills the dude it's literally just her walking until she kills the dude no you don't understand it's art <laughs> <laughs> i mean sure sure <laughs> i'm a scientist not an artist that makes I'm, sense <laughs> i'm fully like if someone told me like you don't understand the art of this i'd be like yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> my my art brain broken <laughs> i don't know i can't draw can't write <laughs> you go chain it's cool yeah so yeah, like the story is she re- revives after being washed up in a mysterious island after being drifting for an unknown period of time down the river of souls. Yes. So I took it literally and I thought she was just in water and just I mean she probably was. Island. She probably was. But, but and there were just other souls in it. Oh. I was thinking something like Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I mean, it's <laughs> simple and clean playing in the back, and she's so, <laughs> choose your keyblade. <laughs> well, she has she gets to this place. It's told the way you get back through a portal oh. is with three keys. So is she essentially in purgatory? So I think so, something like that, or okay. at least another dimension. Yeah. And it's like if you want to get back to your original world, which she does. 
you need three keys, and the dragon is guarding the second key. Oh. Hence why she's going, I just need the key. That makes sense. I just gotta get out of here, and he's <laughs> just like, no, fuck that. Don't take shit from me. Also, the dance is more like a fight. Yeah. God. It's her, like, trying to pick his pocket, and he's kind of like, I take it as he's kind of, like, curious, because... It's like, who the fuck? Why are you here? Yeah, who, why are you here? Why are you trying to take my stuff? I'm very powerful. No one is brazen enough to just go and do this. I have pretty blue eyes. I, I look at my pretty blue eyes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, some of those close-ups, it's just like, man, do they turn up the color contrast. Yeah, basically, he refuses to give her a key. He captures her. She escapes. She's on a cliff. And she goes, I don't want to keep living. I can't get out of this world. I can't, like, Tired of this. get to my own world. I'm just going to jump. And so she jumps. And then a mermaid, who I am 95% sure is Manuela Crawler appearing again, All right. brings her down into the ocean. And they have a song and where she realizes, like, am I ready to accept death in my own world? Or am I just ready to accept death here? Or something along those lines. And she realizes she doesn't want to. She's like, if I have to die here, I'm fine. But if I was to die in my own world, I I don't... I would not be fine. I would would not. Because I want to burn the tree again. (laughs) <laughs> she does she's just she comes to the conclusion she is not ready to die. So fate comes and takes her way on a river of golden tears. I don't know how that works, but because uh, so fate was the portal. I guess. And her accepting it was the third key. But she didn't have the second key. Oh. <laughs> no, the second key was metaphorical. She just had to fight with the dragon to come to the realization. It's a, it's just the stages of grief. Yeah. <laughs> So then, the that's the second. So she's right. escaped this world, but now she's not back home yet. So how, how do we get to the mess with the gods? She's in the the golden <laughs> golden tear river takes her to the land of gods, and the dragon is following her because now in this album, it was the album that uh, JP was oh. the was a full member of the band. So now they had like the opportunity to use him as a reoccurring and voice. That's the song they have in the desert, All right? I think so. I think they had a dance. They did another one of the songs. They dance and they had like a a contemporary dance in the desert. I yeah, think. Trespasser. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember th- that's one of the videos that I remember. Yeah, yeah. Following her. Right. Because she mentioned that, that she and JP had to do a lot of choreography to like learn. Ballroom dancing was one thing, but this was more contemporary and um. like... I'm not sure if... I think she said she found it a little more difficult, like, because... Since ballroom dancing is kind of like... Yeah. Spins. Yeah. So, but it was like, he was there full time, which was great. And unfortunately, then he decided... They decided to... He went to work on his solo career full more, but he's always coming back as a guest host. We always got to get the dragon back. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> the dragon just shows up in the most weird places. Yeah, so. he does. <laughs> He's just trying to protect her throughout the story. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the story is at this point. Yeah, so basically, they're in the land of gods. This is the album that has some of the corniest dialogue. Okay. It is more of a character development rather than full-on, like, story arc story. 
because it's just them traveling together. Oh. And they form, I believe it's a romantic relationship where they begin to like fall in love. Okay. And then they get to the gods and the gods reject Sarah and lo and behold, there's another portal. <laughs> Woo, portals. <laughs> Our second favorite character. <laughs> portals and dead trees. Portals and trees. <laughs> And dragons. And uh they are, <laughs> So and this is the part where I even reading like it written out, I'm not a hundred percent sure how it works. So I'll try to explain based on what I read. So they're throwing her into a portal to die, and then the dragon steals a key to betray her. And I don't know why that is. And I don't know if the keys are related to the previous album where she had she needed them, but I still don't know how that all connects. And it's the same thing where she has to accept her death, but now she's fought to not die, but now she's dying, so Dragon's taking the key back because she's not accepting it. Well, like also with this, it's like the song um, "Promise" is a really sad song because. It's her heartbreak over him betraying her. Oh, does she now have to kill the dragon and kill another tree? No, she turns into a golden moth. Hence the title. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And flies away. It's like that defeat. There's no anger. It's just a defeat yes. of, like, I care deeply about you. And Can't do anything else. Yeah. And then we get into Grimm. So basically, now Sarah is being reincarnated. Her new character is Luna. Okay. That first Chronicle series is the most in-depth, and I am going to avoid going too far into detail, like, because we've gone very far into detail. Yes. <laughs> but Grimm and Attack of Orem are Luna's stories, and she's different. She is in Sarah's... Sarah's body is, like, reincarnated, but it is not Sarah. Sarah. Yes. And Luna has an adventure in the land of Grimm. She has to take on the villain who is named Mork, who is voiced by Jasse Jatala, um, who is a... I am excited. I would love to hear him more. He's relatively new. Great voice. He's got a great voice. He chews up every single part of the scenery whenever he has to speak (laughs) and spits it out. (laughs) Uh, so she gets resurrected, and when, by the time she does, because she's been asleep for so long, the people who live in Grimm have started creating legends about her. Okay. So she actually has a way more sway huh. to to like to take out to you know get everyone riled up to take him out because she's oh. got all this legend, all these legends about her. Like so good legends, or enough that they're willing to listen to her. Is it out of fear because she killed eight people in Christmas? <laughs> I don't think they remember that part. <laughs> so she ends up defeating Mork. The dragon makes an appearance again while she's trying, while she's going around collecting uh, the things that will bring about his demise. Uh, but he takes the form of a wolf now. Makes sense. Moon, wolf. Yeah. They were pull part. They all got kind of pulled into a time loop where they became different things. And then at the end, a part of Mork gets stuck in Sarah, or Luna, and that's why Dark Throne is such a sad song. It's, it is, again, it's another kind of defeat, where she's realizing oh, she, <laughs> she's becoming evil. And then Attack of Aura... She's becoming dark Sarah. More dark, dark Sarah. Dark, dark Luna. Dark Luna. <laughs> dark Mork. 
No, he's already dead. <laughs> so then the ending, the final album is, they've said that it's like the hardest to really follow purely on lyrics alone. Mm-hmm. And it's called Attack of Orem. And basically the aftermath of Mork dying and Orem, who is, you know, another character, mm-hmm. has heard about the death of the monster and yeah. with the passing of the king, king of the Fae, or Fair Folk, is now launching his attack. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good... I think it's a really good idea. And But that's basically the entire quick and easy to follow and... Sure, easy. <laughs> easy to follow and not at all crazy complicated lore of the band Dark Sarah and what they've been able to do in five albums. It's cool. <laughs> it is. Like, this is a band that's got... There's a lot going on, let's say. Like, there's a lot going on. There's so much, there's so many ideas, like, being jammed into it that sometimes it just doesn't really make sense. But I think that a reviewer who was listening to, who was reviewing, like, Attack of Orm put it best, where it's like, this is a band that's pure fun. Yeah. Like, you, you listen to it, and it's fun. And you don't even have to understand it completely. Like, I... I researched a little bit what each of these albums was about for the story, and you can go on their website and buy, like, the written-out story for each of them. Oh. Yeah. I would recommend, if you really want to know it, if it was interesting in my, like, really poor retelling of it, and you're... Go for it. <laughs> yeah. But listening to their songs, they're great standalone songs, too. Yeah. I know that we defer in this where you like the softer songs where I go for like the more harsh I mean, ones. I need, I, there's, there's days where I listen to Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. I meant it for Dark Sarah. Oh, as yeah, a whole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I, I know. really like Mork, which that, that's, that's, Mork, Mork's great. Mork's great. <laughs> but I said more because uh, of the synth uh, and the synth. rain. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Versus me going like, ah, yes, the intro to the third album. Yeah. It'd go hard. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, the chosen one is for the third, uh, for Grimm is also really great. Yes. I think they also show an amazing range. And yeah, they've definitely kind of moved away from purely metal sound yeah. with symphonic, but it's now, and it's got more synth and 80s in it. But I don't think that is necessarily like a bad thing as long as they keep true to the sound that yeah, they developed I, originally. I mean, it, it's weird because it's different and that it has a different musical roots, uh, but it's still their same sound. Yeah. They're still going for the same idea, they still have their story, and they're, st- they're still doing great. Uh, Hades' voice is just amazing. Heidi. And they, Heidi? Yeah. I keep saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's like looking at a gigantic collage that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, it's cool. There are definitely bands that, like, shift around in what their sound is. Some of them, mm-hmm. they go from hard to harder, and this one is definitely going in the other direction. Some bands like that are ghosts, where they seem to sound more synthy as the time goes on. But it's always, like, the ones that stick to me and the ones that I'm just, like, I, I'm not a huge fan of pop in general. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's definitely songs I listen to that are more poppy, mm-hmm. that have that met- metal element, and I'm okay with it because I can still find the bit of that band that is still like. intrinsically <laughs> metal. Yes. I also want to add that some of the songs really scratch the brain right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. They like to do two voices at a time uh, a lot, which I really appreciate all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they also got flute in their uh, songs. They got, they got strings. They got yep. woodwinds. Just a little bit of everything. Honestly, um, anytime you put any flute in any song, I'm like, yes. <laughs> they brought out the flute. <laughs> do it. Yay, flute. It's like the guitar ghoul where I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, oh, God. It's like, um, you would be the one where we'd go to Nightwish and you would have a sign that I saw when they did a Vakken mm-hmm. that said, or not, uh, they did a Wembley Arena and it says, we love Troy's massive pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so bad <laughs> I would absolutely do it <laughs> but I think that this array and the fact that they are considered at this point I would I would argue icons of this genre yeah because they have been at it for 11 years yeah. and you know whenever they bring something out that you know there's always like other artists that are just like this is good they always have gotten funding yeah um are able to get the funding for it whether they've been signed on with the record or not they were mm-hmm. with napalm when they released grim and i don't know why they decided to like why it ended up splitting i don't think grim is the album i've listened to the most and i could listen to that like backwards forwards doesn't matter it's it is my favorite of the bunch Maybe it just didn't fit a lot with what they were trying to do. I think, you know... Because it's probably harder to get it through publishing. Yeah, yeah. And still have your story and stuff. Yeah, and, you know, a label can do a lot for you in terms of taking care of the business side. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like the path that you're going, you want it to take, is not being fully supported... You can either suck it up and go, yeah, but they're taking care of all my business problems, or or you do it yourself. <laughs> because you say, well, I was able to fund three albums before this. I could probably do more. Yeah, I might be able to do, I probably have a pretty good stance on doing more. It, it is just the way of thing. I don't think Napalm is a bad label at no, all. No, no, I'm not like trying to badmouth them in any way. No, no, no. <laughs> it was more of a... I just think that... If there was a a smaller band or a lesser well known band, they probably would have been, wouldn't have been able to get away with it. Yeah, like wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm gonna fund it myself. Can't just walk off. Yeah, you can't walk off. <laughs> like Heidi just said, nah, I can. I did it. I did it three times already. Once, <laughs> one more. Sing pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Attack on Orem is definitely a different sound. It's mm-hmm. more synthy than what they've had before. I like it. I like it. I really do goth disco, which is the more poppy sound. And I have said I'm not like a huge fan of it. It gets into your head and it (laughs) sits there. And also it's got this great narration in the middle. You're like, I don't know if I like it. Then two seconds later, I I love this song. I do like it. (laughs) And then it's that one. And uh, I think it's or like Attack of Orem, which is got Mark Jansen in it from um, Epica, of all places. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> For me, even though I think it is fantasy, it feels very sci-fi, especially with that cover. Yeah. It's a really great cover. I really like it. Um, I highly For- recommend you check out the art for it for, for those who game it feels like destiny but the band yeah. sort of <laughs> I, it's it feels very anime style and when i first saw it i thought i immediately thought this for some reason was happening in space 
<laughs> the tree is in space. You're really hung up on that tree. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe Gojira is like on the side and they got the flying wells. Maybe uh, Gojira sees her kill the tree and they get really upset about it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts into Silvera. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I would love that uh, crossover. It's Gojira versus Dark Sarah because she killed a tree. <laughs> Angry Fred- Frenchman <laughs> fight. Oh, yeah. That's... Dark entity over tree. <laughs> I always feel... for. That's the thing is there's... Uh, Nothing less scary than an angry Frenchman. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> White flag. <laughs> I am kidding. No, they're very scary. <laughs> I mean, they're the only people that actually beheaded anyone. So. That's true. They were very scary for her a while. All those survivors during a very dark time. And then I think what just makes Dark Sarah unique is because they are just... Like, a lot of bands that stick out, they are marching to their own drum. Yeah. There are a few bands, quite a few probably, that, you know, you've got uh, King Diamond. That is a completely story-based band. And Merciful Fate. Who else? Uh, Unleash the Archers is deep lore fantasy. Unleash the Archers? Yeah. I don't know who they are. You don't know who... I listen to screaming music. That's their (laughs) screaming music! (laughs) <laughs> but there's bands that do that do the uh, concept deep lore concept over the course. Of, it, they're not the only ones, is my point. But yeah, it, I do think those those bands that come to the forefront, like Merciful Fate, their lore is very a very intricate, intricate story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's intricate, but at the same time, simple enough to kind of like tell you like pitch the idea mm-hmm. and you're just like okay i can follow <laughs> got it <laughs> i can follow what this what is being discussed in mm-hmm. a sense if you just tell me because like uh the album abigail for merciful fate is they go to a haunted house and it's the dead ghost of a of a daughter wow that's it it's a dark story, but it's great. She's not called Abigail. She's... It is Abigail. She's in the she's in the head of uh, of one of the uh, one of the characters. That's cool. They're essentially just playing phasmophobia. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but again, uh, when we started the episode, you're like, it's about a woman that gets left at the altar. Yep. That's all you need to know. There you go. Done. <laughs> now, first album done. Let's go. First album done. <laughs> to really dig your teeth into it. You have to, like, there's so much else going on. Yeah, it it was strange because their lyrics are really, really just simple, for lack of a better word. It's a a rock opera. Yeah. If you've seen Phantom of the Opera, it's literally that, but they added drums in their own twist to it. Yeah. Um, It's a metal, it's metal Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, metal, (laughs) Phantom of the Opera was edgy because they had an electric guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah, ooh, they put an electric guitar in an orchestra. They just grow bangs. (laughs) So, like, this is a band that is kind of budget that because, you know, you got the metal band, but you can't can't be like Nightwish who has a backing orchestra. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they have it sometimes. Sometimes. A couple strings. A couple, yeah, but not a full-on orchestra. That'd be cool to see them with a whole... It would be. I think, you know, if they are ever... I feel like if they do, like, a good concert, like, 
it should be like three hours long, the mm-hmm. entire story. Oh my god, yeah. In an I opera would, house. I would sit on. I would sit there and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I might fall asleep at times, but I would still enjoy the hell out of that. Because, it out. Yeah. Uh, the pant like they give you a playbill, but it's literally this thick because it's all the <laughs> it's lyrics, so you can fall along with it. <laughs> they start burning the tree, and I'm like, "Woo! <laughs> Best part! Yeah! <laughs> all right, we can leave." <laughs> it's like, no, you got four more albums. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she dead again? How'd <laughs> she die twice? <laughs> I am so confused. It's like, that's why they give you the playbill. But I would listen to that. I would watch that. I think that that should be their first U.S. tour. Yeah. (laughs) They should do it like really big amphitheaters too. Yeah. Oh my God. It would be so expensive. You know who should fund it? (laughs) Ghost. There you go. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a 4 hour long con- concert because Ghost I'm saying opens for them. Okay. And then they do their 3 hour set. <laughs> It'd be so... Ghost does an hour, and then they do three hours. But, but, but Ghost but ghost also has to do part of their story, mm-hmm. like one of her papas in turn. Yeah, yeah. You know they're reviving one of them now? At, in, at In stage? Really? Yes. Which one? Uh, I think the first. Oh, Papa Neil? Yeah, it's a saxophone. Yeah, they always do yeah. that because he plays the saxophone solo in yeah, the so asthma. Yeah, so now they so just they, bring him out. They, they wheel him out, they go... <laughs> And they like uh, they zap him awake. He starts strangling a a, a tech, and yeah. then they give him the saxophone. He plays the solo, and then he, <laughs> and then he dies. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. No, that that has been a reoccurring thing. Whenever they play Miasma, it yeah. is also great. Really? Yes. Have you seen it in person? Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. Uh, that no, bit. it wasn't in this concert we went to. It's only when they play Miasma because that's when they need the saxophone solo. And I don't should, know. I, I feel like I should just bring him out all the time. All the time, just saxophone solo in the middle. Of, like <laughs> it's a fun. It's a fun dust. bit. <laughs> dust. So yeah, like Back to Dark Sarah. I think they've gotten such a devoted fan base because yeah, there is a lot of symphonic metal. There's Camelot. There's Epica. Epica, not so much. But in a similar vein, the woman who sings for them does has operatic training nightwish put it on the map etc etc but none of them i've ever to my knowledge have the concept album idea and then dark sarah came along and they are such a like independent project this is an idea and like roll with it and it's (laughs) i just i think it is really easy to just kind of get behind because the idea of it being just this intricate crazy story of a woman's like journey through all of these strange worlds a lot of metal musicians are dungeons and dragons are nerds in general and they're just like yeah fantasy for the win let's go (laughs) it's also really easy to be a fan because you just get invested in the story and now Mm -hmm. it's like well i need a new album i can't just end it there (laughs) (laughs) having the uh having grim end on a cliffhanger everyone who's like really invested in the story they're like wait no (laughs) stop (laughs) where is the rest (laughs) (laughs) why did it end now i must know how she dies next (laughs) she's not dead in this one Where is the dragon? <laughs> oh, he, he, I mean, he was a wolf yeah, this time. Where's the wolf? He was a wolf. He showed up. 
<laughs> he, he was there. They got yeah. they showed up. JP showed up, and they were like, "Thank you, JP. Goodbye." <laughs> he, it's been a pleasure. Bye. I don't know what he is though in the piece of my heart because he has a guest verse, and I think that I think he will always be the dragon. I just don't know how he pops up again in this universe because he was a wolf last time. It's like, is he a wolf again? I don't know. Maybe he's a butterfly. It's just a butterfly singing. It's just a butterfly singing <laughs> with a really deep voice. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. It's kind of like in that really bad Alice in Wonderland remake when uh, the caterpillar is voiced by Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're welcome, Dark Sarah. If you want my bank account, let me know. You probably... <laughs> I don't think they need it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I gotta say, like, it is an addictive band to get into just because you're trying to figure out the story. Each song could be by itself without any... Yeah, there is uh, some transitional songs that there's something going on. I'm not sure exactly what, but it is good it's enough good. on its yeah. own that you can just listen to it. And like you listen to it on a mix and you go, I, I got what I needed. What? I don't need to know more about it. I don't need to know less. It's also like, I do agree that all their songs are good standalone because there's a lot of bands that do intro songs to their mm-hmm. uh, albums, which is like a minute long guitar solo or something. There is and, one, uh, Breathe, and it's literally yes. just... <sighs> <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> but a lot of their intro songs are still good standalones. Like, yeah. Uh, Dance with the called? Dragon is probably the one that sticks out because... Everyone, you know, that's the fan base seems really devoted to that one. And you can listen to Dance with the Dragon and not be connected. No, you don't know it. Like, I don't know. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, there's a dragon. They're singing about a key. They randomly turn, like, change clothing and, like, don't really sing any lyrics. And then they end it. And they're angry at each other. They're mad. But you know what? Good enough. The song is good enough. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it thoroughly. I don't really know what happened until I like read more about it. But like, I mean, we joke. But you listened when I first told you to listen to. That's what you listened to, and you're you were like, yeah, that, was that was really cool. yeah. And every time I show it to someone, I'm like, well, you're about to hear the most dramatic thing ever. Strap yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Another song that's cool is Sky Sailing. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I was trying to figure out the name. I was like, the pirate one. The pirate. Oh, yeah, they all become pirates. <laughs> so and They have, like, a little pirate rhythm going on the yeah, entire time. Yeah, they do. I will say the Golden Moth, there's one. I think it's called Wish. It is, of all of their songs, my least favorite, because at one point you just hear her go, look, dragon, no hands. <laughs> and he's like, you're such a show off. And it was like that dialogue. I was like, that is so corny. Uh... <laughs> Nothing else can really like overcome it. And the fact that the music like cuts out or like the other instruments cuts out and it's just them, it's just them. Ta- it's just them talking and I was like no 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 stop no her. stop that no <laughs> I need you to sing <laughs> where is the pretty voices yes I mean what have they sung it, it it's kind of sung it's I don't know maybe I probably wouldn't have noticed it as much I'm more willing like if you're able if you have like the cheesy lyrics I'm more willing to look that over if you just sing it absolutely beautifully and you have like mm. that like excellent uh instrumental like um dark throne 
some of the lyrics are kind of clunky. And yeah. it, it sticks out a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, it's just so hauntingly beautiful that I don't remember. It comes and goes, and I'm just like, it's just such a beautiful song. I'm not bothered by it. But I also yeah. think it is because what Heidi grew up speaking. Mm. But I'm going to go on a limb here and say that this is her second language. Checks out. Like, I'm assuming she's flu- I'm, she is fluent in it, but, you know, she's Finnish, and, you know, it's not something where you get always get all the intricacies of that being said i don't want to make it seem like she doesn't know english she yeah, clearly does no but I, I get it it's sometimes you don't have the same amount of words especially in english because english is a relatively boring language yeah finnish <laughs> is an interesting one though really yeah from the little I know about it, they have one word that is, is like a description. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's one word that's like very long because mm. it's just a bunch of words kind of like soldered together. Oh my God. And it's like you've forgotten something, but then you remember what it is. And it's one <laughs> it's word. Is this an because they don't have a word for it's it? It's not an exact comparison, <laughs> but it's kind of like that. <laughs> But I, I, I do say that I get it because sometimes speaking and uh, like even translating from Spanish to English where they're relatively similar and I'm Puerto Rican so I speak, while well, English is my second language, I speak both most of the time because uh, we like Spanglish. Yeah, um, yeah you f- you flip back and forth. You'll, sometimes when I'll, we're talking... I'll do it in texting as well. Yeah, you do. And I know enough Spanish that I know what you're saying. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't even like fix it. I'm like, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, well, <laughs> you're I a scientist. In, I put it in Google Translate. <laughs> I, I've been doing that a lot lately. I gotta stop. But. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm just like, oh, good. My uh, my near my Spanish education is working. <laughs> like quickly, pop quiz. <laughs> what does K mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I know that one. <laughs> me teacher, me. <laughs> so. Um, if you want, if you're looking for a band that's got some metal, it's got some 80s synth, it's got a really crazy story of high fantasy and just a lot of fun. Yeah. And which is what I like to look for. It's like at the end of the day, is the band having fun? Are you having fun? Then that's good. Do you like it? <laughs> do you like it? <laughs> I, we do. <laughs> You know, the way you support them is you get their merch. Uh, I am highly considering getting their uh, books, their written out descriptions cool. of the album, because I just, I would like to know. Is it like a PDF? Or did they actually? No, it's, they bind it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I think you you could get it on PDF, but now they're like, nah, if you want it, you <laughs> get <a> book. <laughs> you get it bound. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's, a physical like copy would be like awesome i've been like slow more and more bands have been doing it like avatar has released two like they're they're pretty short they almost are like the kids book length but they're descriptions of their concept at least one concept album so like the feathers and flesh album which was a folk tale Mm -hmm. or a fable like i think it's interesting because it's like a little like evolution of what bands used to do Back in the day, because you know you had CDs, so you had your cover, and then you had like 
I mean, you have the vinyls. Yeah. Vinyls have like. But, but vinyls are still there though. They're big there. deal. Like I don't, I don't buy them because I p- prefer to have something that I use, and yeah. I don't. And people are like, oh, the vinyls sound so much better, and they. <laughs> I people, just buy them because they're cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I think people put a lot of work into designing them because at some point you like you're not gonna like listen. Yeah. Like you, not everyone has like a, has but, a uh, player. That, that's why I was equating it to CDs because like vinyls you can still keep kind of like as a collective piece yeah. oh, put them up on the wall mm-hmm. look nice like CDs are virtually useless at this point yeah everything is downloaded you're not gonna put a CD in your car I don't even know if my car has a CD player it probably does but I, it does it, it absolutely <laughs> has to but <laughs> it does <laughs> like you no longer have a way to physically give your concept to your fans mm-hmm and it's cool to see that bands are like slowly shifting it to having like a little book or just yeah. random things. Yeah, I like that. I know um, In Flames is releasing a, I think it's a graphic novel really? of their jester. Their cool. their mascot is a, I'm, it's like the dark jester or something. Yeah. And I bought that too. <laughs> but I would. I think uh, Sleep Token has something similar too. Because they have like their entire thing with like the deities. And- yeah, like. Their whole thing is anonymity and cult. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Ghost definitely has the potential to release something, but I I am pretty sure Tobias pulled the entire story out of his ass. They have the whole, like, videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little shorts with the story. Yeah, but those are more for jokes than anything. Yeah, they're hilarious. (laughs) They are, and, like, announcements related to the band. They're not, like canon stories related to stories that the band tells it's more just like what kind yeah. of shenanigans is the <laughs> are they, are we they? have a new papa this is how we're interested how what kind of shenanigans is the new uh papa getting into today who knows shiny happy satanists <laughs> but yeah like i would i'm probably shiny. gonna get those um it'd be nice if they toured here but say that that's uh, hard to organize yeah I mean, the United States. Yeah. I know a lot of bands that I've that have canceled concerts just because of the visas. Yeah. How hard it is. It's that, and I also think that I don't want to sound prude, like a like a prude or like a like I'm being condescending, but their sound is not really what the United people in the United States go for. Oh. I know they have a big fan base here, but I think compared to what it is in Europe, it's like a drop in the bucket. For some reason, that's in metal in general. Mm-hmm. Even though some bands do better here, uh, like it's never gonna be like what they do over in Germany. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the big festivals over there that bring every single band. Like, I know. Man. I want to go. I'm so sad. <laughs> I live sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. It would be nice if they could make it, but I understand, like, economically (laughs) and probably just mentally, it makes more sense to stick there, which I think is just, it's uh, for us to go to Europe. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, At some point, we'll have enough money to go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just teleports. (laughs) You know, on that discussion of traveling across seas just to see a band, I think we we can wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, we just need three keys, a portal. Yeah, um, obviously. A dragon. I travel. Tree. I travel by a key portal these days. I I personally just go in the rivers. <laughs> <laughs> I let the golden river take me. <laughs> I didn't think about Are that one. 
<laughs> Until next time. <laughs> it's been nice. <laughs> Tell us if you like it. And well, like... well, it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll put a contact stupid. info in the description. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>